this that is here is the totality of reality. It already is completely what it is. It always has been and it always will be. It does not matter what happens. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you don't do. In yoga, we take advantage of the fact that it is possible to come to see what this is, to come to recognize what this is, which gives one the ability to appreciate and enjoy the established qualities that this has. But that doesn't change a thing. It still is what it is. You still are what you are, regardless of what seems to happen or what doesn't seem to happen. Yoga is really just a way of cheating, in a sense. It's a way of um, cutting, going to the end of the book and, and seeing all the answers. It doesn't change the book at all. The book's still just sitting here. <laughs> so it's all a matter of seeing. It's not a matter of doing. It doesn't matter what you do, what you don't do. You don't need to achieve anything. You don't need to stop anything. You don't need to reject anything. Simply notice what this is. And the major factor that inhibits noticing what this is, is that we already think we know what it is and we're completely and utterly wrong. <laughs> so the trick is to look at your experience, look at what is present here, and notice what it is without preconceptions without the idea of what you're used to thinking that it is. Just let yourself notice this and um, let it show you what it is. Let it show you what it actually is and what you actually are. There's only one thing here. This that is here is all that exists. You are this. The world is this. The universe is this. There's only one presence, one being, that is you, that is what you are, that is what your experiential field is. The field of your experience is the totality of reality, which is convenient because it's right here. You can study it, you can investigate it, you can check it out. And um, doing so may enable you to come to recognize and appreciate it's astounding qualities. The fact that it is completely other than what you're used to thinking of it as being. What is here, what this is, is God. It's the absolute. It's the totality of reality. It's the supreme. This is absolute completeness, absolute fullness, nothing lacking, nothing missing, nothing needing to be done, no um, incompleteness that needs to be developed, nothing uh, in any way that is anything less than absolute, ultimate finality, ultimate profession, ultimate completeness. This is what this is. This is what you are. This is what this is the only thing that exists, this absolute fullness and completeness.
It's that simple. Coming to see with self-verifying absolute certainty the way that this is so is the spiritual path is yoga. Um, what keeps us from seeing it is our distraction with all the seeming events and our identification with all of the complexities and interactions and seeming incompletenesses that seem to be occurring within the field of our experience. The completeness, the fullness um, is more subtle. It's completely obvious as well, but it's, it's more constant, so it's less, um, it's less obvious to attention. The attention goes to where there's motion. You know, you see a sudden movement out of the corner of your eye, you, you shake your head and look over there, right? Whereas the fullness is just always right here. The fullness is what we might call being. Being is always complete. It's always right here. It's, being is never partial. It's never like, well, there's, there's, it's mostly being, but there's a little bit missing that needs to be filled in. Being is full. It's absolute fullness. It's absolute completeness. It's absolute inclusion with no variation, with no fluctuation with no, um, you know, no deviation whatsoever. It's absolute um, stability in itself and it's in the inclusion of its own fullness, of its own wholeness. And this is what you are. The simplest way to experience this, to notice this perhaps, simply feel the, the being that is this, is you are this you you have existence you have being the being that you have is the only being that exists the being that you have is the being of the room you're in it's the same being as the being of the world you're in it's the being of the galaxies in the night sky it's there's just this one being that is here and if you look there's no separate being that is your being and then some other being that's the universe's being there's just this one fullness of being that's right here. It's completely obvious, completely explicit. But we typically don't spend a lot of time noticing it because it's kind of boring. You know, it's much more interesting to keep track of the internet news and get all worked up about who's wearing masks or whatever. But all of that is little tiny flutterings and fluctuations within this absolute fullness and solidity of being that is always right here, right now, always invariably complete. And feel this completeness and feel that it is you, it is your completeness, it is your being, it is your wholeness, it is your fullness. And it's not dependent upon anything, it's absolutely transcendental. It doesn't grow out, it doesn't outgrow out of your body. It doesn't depend on you being healthy. It doesn't depend on you even being alive. <laughs> it doesn't depend on you being born. <laughs> All there is is this fullness of being that is right here, right now. And it's eternal. It exists beyond space and time. Space and time seems to appear within it, perhaps. But it itself is independent of space and time. And this is what you are. Uh, this is what you have always been and always will be. And letting yourself become familiar with it, letting yourself feel it and 
notice it and experience it, experiencing it fully and directly will enable you to become more and more aware of this, to turn into your own transcendental nature, your own fullness and completeness, your own divinity. You are God. This is God. This is the absolute. That's the simple fact. Nothing else exists. It's that simple. All, all of this, all the detail is simply that. It's simply what that happens to look like. This actuality that is here, that you are, is absolutely inclusive of every aspect of itself. It's like an infinite fractal. It has no aspects whatsoever that are in any way oriented to any other aspects of it whatsoever, except as being the same thing. Uh, this is very contrary to what we ordinarily think. Thought is ordinarily thought to be other different than sensory experience. Subjective is held to be different than objective. Personal reactivity is held to be different than event that is being reacted to. All of these complexities are held to be juxtaposed with regard to each other in various complex ways that creates the conundrums of, well, what, what am I going to do? How am I going to position myself? What are my strategies? What am I doing? Should I criticize how I'm thinking or feeling? <clears throat> Should I wonder how I'm behaving? Should I behave differently? Am I supposed to be this way? Am I supposed to be that way? As if there was some personal volition or personal <clears throat> orientation that is somehow separate from the milieu, separate from the, the situation that can somehow orient to it in separate ways. <clears throat> but this is not so. Everything is one event. Your, your thoughts, your motivations, your reactivity, all of these things that seem to be volitional, seem to be personal, are themselves the spontaneously appearing energy, let's call it whatever this is, <laughs> whatever this actuality is that is here. <clears throat> and um, it's all exactly the same value. It's all exactly the same thing, different frequencies of the same thing. Um, it's all real, it's all true, but it is only one it. There's not a lot of it's. This is radiant presence. What is here is radiant presence. It is what it is. I call it radiant presence, um, which is in many ways a pretty clear way to designate it. But it, what it is, of course, is beyond name. It's beyond definition. It's beyond definability. And yet its nature is such that it is very definable. And we're all very familiar with that. We define our experience as including our body, as including the world, as including other people, as including all the objects, as including all the events, all of the actions and interrelationships of all the people and events and complexities and things, all this incredible elaboration which is defined in my intelligence 
in imagination in experiencing this actuality, this here, the actuality of your experiential field, the actuality of radiant presence. But these definitions are all inaccurate. None of them are true. None of them actually apply. And what's worse is that the overall implication of what these definitions are, the, the nature of what you define yourself to be, the nature of what you define the world to be, and the implications of problems and difficulties that is implicit in these definitions um, creates a flavor of limitation, of frustration, of incompleteness, of failure, of suffering. And the actuality of radiant presence itself, which is undefinable, and in its undefined nature, has a drastically different implication. Its implication is one of fullness, completeness, lusciousness, beauty, um, profound meaningfulness, hyperintelligence, um, and yet they are the same thing, except that radiant presence is true and your defined world is not true. It's inaccurate. It's, it's a comedy of errors. It's kind of almost true, but in that almost is completely untrue. <laughs> It's a lot like if I said, well, what does the United States look like? And I sort of, you know, if I look looking down on it from the air and I sort of drew the outline, you know, with Texas sticking down and Florida sticking down and all this, you know, and the hemp border with Canada and the West Coast and East Coast and said, well, that's the shape of the United States. Well, kind of, but it isn't really. When you start looking a lot closer, the United States is much, much, much more complex than that, much more intricate. And then you look really close, you look at the grains of sand along the beach and the water's rising and falling, the grains of sand are shifting. So what shape it is, at any given moment, is different than the shape of the next moment and it never repeats itself. So where's the border go? You know, well, it's kind of, it's approximately the way the map draws it, but approximately is a way of saying it's not that. What it really is, is what it really is. And what that is can't be said, because it's infinitely complex, infinitely detailed, and infinitely dynamic, and it never repeats itself. So the United States has no shape. Or whatever shape it has, it's already gone. You know, it has absolutely zero duration. Any, any condition that is a certain way now is already something else now has no duration, change is instantaneous. Change is absolutely constant. I mean, this is just some of the obvious ways in which uh, uh, our definitions are inaccurate. They're oversimplifications. They don't include the actual nature of experience um, in what they hold it to be. And experience is all that is here. So the actual nature of experience is the only thing that is true. These definitions are not true. They're approximations. They're oversimplifications. They're inaccurate. Reality is infinitely, reality is made of specifics, not 
generalizations. You know, your experience looks exactly the way it looks right now, completely 100%, with inconceivable, infinite precision. But your approximation is, well, but it's sort of like this, sort of like that. There's no sort of. Reality doesn't have, reality doesn't do sort of. Reality does this. <laughs> this is that, this right here, right now, always. <laughs> and the nice thing is if you look at the this, it's astounding. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's luscious. It's rich. It's profound. Uh, it's beyond space and time. It's eternal. And you are all of it. You are not a part of it. You're not some little vulnerable subsystem that is dependent upon some vastness. There's nothing present but this continuous field of being. So if you exist at all, which is self-evidently the case, then you are this field of being. And the world is this field, field of being. The totality of reality is this field of being. So you are the totality of reality? Well, sure, you know, I mean, all the great religions have said this, but it sounds like a, a theoretical abstraction, you know. Yes, you are Brahman, you know, you are the, you are the, the absolute. I mean, that's all, that sounds right on paper, but what they're really talking about is just this simple fact of the presence of your experiential field, which is extremely concrete. <clears throat> it's concrete, it's actual, it's undeniable, it's self-verifyingly true. So, you know, I invite you to check it out. Look for yourself and see the way that this is so. It's undeniably so. And the implications of this being the way it is are absolutely wonderful, especially by contrast with the paltry crumbs of enjoyment that our normal worldview leaves us. Thought is small, ideas are small, beliefs are small, and the implications that they have are small, which leads to the idea and belief in a small world and a small you, living a small life with limitations and suffering and problems. But they're all just thoughts, it's all, it's all fake news. <laughs> it's literally fake news. <laughs> the real story is this presence, this, this radiant presence, this actuality that is, that alone is, it is as it is. How that is, how it is, is completely obvious, but unthinkable, undescribable. And as soon as, as soon as the mind starts thinking and describing, we create these little limitations, these little, these little disappointing, problematic versions of yourself and the world and systems and so on. None of which actually exist. They don't, they aren't, they aren't even real. And yet we feel as if they're real, if you believe in them. And then, and then there's the emotional reactivity of that and the suffering. And then you're off and running in the normal human situation, which doesn't exist. It's a fantasy. Humanity is a fantasy. <laughs> what is, is this. This is not a fantasy. This is not a concept. This is absolutely real. There's nothing here but this. And that's it. You can't say anything true about it.
but you can know it, you do know it, you can fully, deeply appreciate it, drink of it, know that you are it, um, know its nature and come to see that it is your nature and enjoy the luscious, wonderful implications of this. And it's right here, right now, always. To, see, to say it's available is absurd. <laughs> There's nothing else available. You know, thought and ideas and belief can happen, but they're never true, never true. And when you're caught in thought and beliefs and ideas, simply look at what's present. Look at experience itself. Feel the presence, feel the texture of experience, the texture of color, the texture of thought, the texture of sensation, the texture of being, the texture of you-ness. It's always right here, right now, always infinitely rich and satisfying and never describable. The important thing, the only thing, is this that is right here. Just exactly as it is. Nothing that we can say about it is accurate. All of this discussion is perhaps relevant, but not precisely true. What I call radiant presence cannot be described. It cannot be um, communicated. It doesn't need to be because it's right here. It's complete. You are it. You have all of it. It's not hidden. <clears throat> It is entirely itself, nothing other than it is here. It is doing itself. It does everything. There isn't an everything to do. It is everything. It's doing itself. It's doing everything. It's containing everything. It's the substance of everything. It's the motive force of everything. It's the completeness of everything. It itself from the point of view of, of how we ordinarily think of our lives, it itself has absolutely wonderful characteristics and wonderful nature, which cannot be said precisely, but which by contrast with what we're used to thinking that we are, that this is, are wonderful and astounding. It's absolute completeness. It's continually being in a finished condition not needing anything, <laughs> nothing missing, nothing requiring adjustment or fixing. It's always in a state of absolute equilibrium, absolute repose. It's always perfectly balanced resting itself.
it's always completely open and unlimited, uncontained, unblocked, unimpeded, with no resistance, nothing to, nothing to resist it, in itself, absolutely, powerfully, expresses its full nature without limitation or impediment. <clears throat> the important thing is to let yourself know the way that this is true. And this is done by feeling it, by, by seeing it, by recognizing that you do know it. You do know experience. You do know consciousness. You do know intelligence. You do know presence. You know all these things most intimately. Just let yourself rest in this and recognize, notice the, the completeness and the absoluteness that this is completely and utterly so. It is completely and utterly exactly as it is. <clears throat> Radiant presence is a felt presence. And to experience means to feel that it's felt by consciousness. It's being engaged with, <clears throat> with absolute intimacy, absolute completeness. And this is palpable, this, this textural presence. Experience has a texture, you could say. Experience has uh, a flavor, you could say. And becoming very, letting yourself recognize how intimately familiar you are with this, with this flavor, with this texture. <clears throat> Enables you to recognize this, recognize yourself, recognize what this is. Just feeling presence, the feeling being, the feeling experience. <clears throat> I often say that reality is made of specifics, not about generalities. And I'd like to look a little more closely into what I mean by that. Um, what is here is your experience and your experience is exactly the way it happens to be as it happens to be, which of course is always right here, right now. Um, generalities categories. Uh, for example, I could say, I'm looking at a bunch of your faces now. So that's a, a category, that's a generalization. Um, if, I, if I look at what I'm really seeing, I'm seeing very specific patterns of color and light. Um, I'm, that, it's, that they are faces is a generalization. The specifics that I'm seeing, that I'm calling faces, 
is exactly the experience that I'm seeing in this instant. Even that in his patterns of color and light, there's another generality. It's, it is this that is being experienced. Even that in his experience is the generality. It's just this. It's precisely this that is. This that is here, this that is now. Um, all of these generalities are arguments. They exist in imagination. Um, for example, and, and most of these arguments of these generalities are based upon degrees of similarity, degrees of sameness. So I can say, um, I'm seeing a bunch of faces, and I can call them faces because they arguably have degrees of similarity in terms of their patterning or their shape, what have you, compared to something that I'm not calling faces. But if I, this degrees of similarity is similarities of absolute difference. Because if I look at each of your supposed faces, it's entirely and utterly and completely different from anyone else's face. And my experience of your face is different in the next instant. So it's different from itself in the instant. And it's different from anyone else, from any other face, um, absolutely. So the argument of similarity is a statement about something that's absolutely different. Um, it's an argument. Uh, if I take two things and I, and I start making lists of the way they're similar, I can also start making another list of the ways they're dissimilar. And the, the, no matter how long I go, the list would be the same length. So no matter how many similarities I find between two things, I can find just as many dissimilarities forever. So it's an argument. It's not that they're similar. It's not a fact that they're similar. The fact is that experience alone exists and experience is exactly the way it is, which is always absolutely unique. You know, look at this uniqueness. Look at the fact that this right now has never been this way. It has never appeared this way. Every single thing you're experiencing right now is completely and utterly different than anything you've ever experienced. You've never experienced the configurations of this moment. And again, you can argue similarity. Well, sure, but I've, I'm in my living room and it looks pretty much the same way as it usually looks as it looked last night, say. But pretty much the same, again, is an argument. The actual experience, exactly what I'm seeing, is exactly the, the brightness and the light and the anger that I'm seeing from and everything whatsoever is utterly and completely different. So, this alone exists and it is exactly what it is, it's exactly the way that it is. And it is completely ungraspable. Anything you can say about it is an argument which exists in imagination. Even that it is experience. What does that mean? It, it, experience is, a, is a, a fantasy. Color is a fantasy. Light is a fantasy. Faces are a fantasy. Space and time are fantasies. What does that leave you with? This. This is reality. This is actuality. This is what I call <clears throat> radiant presence. This that is. This that is here now. Um, 
look for yourself and see that this is true. See that this is actual, this is real, this is present, and nothing but so, uh, nothing but ever other than this can be found. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, my, I recommend you explore this for yourself. Um, it will reveal to you the naked absolute reality. And seeing this quite clearly and seeing that there's nothing but this, that you are this, that everything is this, this alone exists, is realization, is the goal of yoga. The great secret of yoga, the secret of spirituality, is that your experience is everything. Nothing exists but your experiential field. Once you see that, once you understand that, everything falls into place, everything becomes completely clear. You know, um, spirituality, God, the absolute is not something out there that you need to get to. It's right here. It's this presence that is your experiential field. And you are not in your experiential field, you are your experiential field. The body appears in the field, other people appear in the field, all these, all these apparitions appear in the field, and you are your body, in, a, in the sense that you are everything, but you are, you are the field, fundamentally. The entire field of your experience, the bubble of your experience, is your embodiment. It is your presence, it is you. This is not, this here is not me, this is me. That, feeling the truth of that, seeing the, the, the simple obvious fact of that, explains everything and it puts in context all of the most profound spiritual teachings um, in all the traditions um, that you'll encounter. Yoga is very immediate. Realization is very immediate. Spirit is very immediate. It's not something that is elaborated and involves a lot of finding something or changing something or getting to something. It's just simply noticing what is right here, what this is, what you are. Uh, it, and it, it is what it is. It is as it is. It is as it has been. Always, it will always be the same. It does not change. Uh, I mean, it continually expresses its own apparent dynamism and it expresses its own apparent unfoldment, let's say. But it, it itself, what it is, does not change. It is always exactly as it is. It is always the absolute. It is always the supreme. It is always God. It is always radiant presence. <clears throat> so the real question is, this experience, your experience right there, or you would say right here, I would say right here. <laughs> My here, you're there. <laughs> um, is, is reality, is the totality, is the infinite continuum of the absolute. And so simply noticing what it is, <clears throat> noticing the way it is what it is, um, answers all questions, reveals everything. And you, you see um, how everything works, how everything fits in to this actuality. 
uh, and you'll discover that you are vastly other than you have been led to, to believe you are by consensus reality thinking and, and normal human normal human philosophy and materialism and so on. Yoga is very simple. Yoga asks just one question. What are you really experiencing when you're experiencing whatever your mind is telling you you're experiencing? So my mind may be telling me, I'm looking at a computer, I'm sitting in a room, I'm talking to people who I apparently on the other end of the computer, appearing in these little squares on my computer and so on. And I'm in a body and so-and-so happened an hour ago. And I mean, just the whole, the whole narration, the mind tells me the whole narration. And since I have a lifetime of indoctrination in this, I readily believe this. I readily hold this to be true. It feels as if it's true. It feels as if, yes, I am here. I'm obviously in this room. I'm obviously talking on a computer to a bunch of people. All this is very clear and obvious. This is the mind's version of things. But what is actually being experienced? What is actually being experienced right now? And it does not align with the mind's version. It does not align with the mind's narration. And this, this difference right there between the mind's version of things and the actual experience is where yoga works. Yoga is, well, I'm highly, I'm highly, highly, highly trained. I'm extremely skilled at ignoring experience, <laughs> at ignoring what I'm actually experiencing and substituting my highly polished version, mental version of it. I do it without, without thinking it effortlessly. It's just totally spontaneous. But at the same time, actual experience is present. And this is the great opportunity of yoga. This is the doorway that you enter into yoga through this doorway of the presence of your actual experience. What is experience right now? What is really being experienced? How is it being experienced? What is its nature? What is its message? What are its qualities? And it is fundamentally and drastically different than the mind's narrated version. <clears throat> this right here is the entire crux of yoga, the entire crux of realization. Realization, enlightenment, and all of this is nothing more than realizing what experience actually is. And it's fundamentally easy because you already fully are engaged with it. You already <clears throat> fully know what it is, even though you're, you're, you may be so deeply indoctrinated in your <clears throat> mental version of it that it's difficult to recognize. But, but since you already are experiencing it, you have the direct experience is always available to you to look at, to explore, to discover or, or remember, anyway, let's say recognize um, its actual nature of what's actually being experienced. And this is where one discovers that you're not what you thought you were. Your world isn't what you thought it was. You discover the richness, the fullness, the absolute completeness, the absolute transcendental nature of 
what this is, what you are, that is revealed by the actual quality of real-time experience. <clears throat> um, this is yoga. This is radiant presence, right here. This it is here. It's this is the richness, the fullness that everything whatsoever exists within is embedded in. You could think of it as this fullness alone exists, and all of things that that seem to appear are nothing but this fullness. Very much in the same way that when you're asleep dreaming, the dreaming alone exists, and everything that seems to appear is the dreaming itself. And this that is, is, is being, it is, the isness of this is the radiant presence, is its fullness, is its completeness. And it alone exists, there's nothing else. It is the only thing that is here that is happening, that is you, that is the universe, that is reality. This amazing vastness of presence, of miraculous shining forth. <clears throat> there's nothing else. There's really nothing else. And of course, this is very foreign to normal human worldview. But guess what? The normal human worldview is wrong. <laughs> Radiant presence is what there is. Being is what there is. Reality is what there is. And yoga is simply the process of coming to recognize that this is true without changing anything, without doing anything, without accomplishing anything, simply noticing that your experience is a fullness that is everything, that contains everything, and that you are entirely nothing other than your experience. The full field of your being is you. Your body appears in you, the universe appears in you, the whole human race appears in you, history appears in you, galaxies appear in you, you're what's here, and all of that is just little little dancing patterns within you. <clears throat> um, yoga is in conscious intelligence exploring experience. Now, this is already what's always happening. Your experience is the inherent consciousness, which is pure intelligence, exploring itself as what you might call your experience. This is not something you do or you cannot do. It's what is inherently happening. It's the inherent nature of this actuality, of this reality itself, that this is so. This is what it is. This is what it consists of. It, it, your experience itself is the spontaneous inherent self-exploration of reality by reality. Now, yoga of radiant presence is simply noticing that this is so and participating with it on that level. Um, by contrast with imagining that you exist as a separate individual and there's something you need to do or not do that has something to do with yoga. Um, in actuality, 
what you are is already doing the yoga. It's just a matter of noticing that that is the case. Uh, so this intrinsic presence of the aware, the, the, the spontaneous awareness that is already experiencing your experience unstoppably. You can't do it more, you can't do it less. You can't start it, you can't stop it. It's already happening. Feel, just feel this. Feel the fact of this present awareness that is just always here. You, whether you can be clear, you can be clear and awake and, and the awareness is here. You can be, you know, intoxicated and falling asleep and the awareness is here. You can be in deep sleep and the awareness is here. You can be in a dream, the awareness is here. The awareness is invariable. It's just always experiencing. Experience is, the hallmark of experience is this inherent awareness experiencing. Now, noticing this is noticing what you are, noticing what this actually is. The true you is this experiencing of experience, this spontaneous consciousness exploring experience. And it has, like I say, it has nothing to do whatsoever with what the individual you, the human you, is doing or not doing, succeeding or failing, having clarity or having confusion, being lost in confusion or, or, or stripping yourself down from uh, interpretations into relaxing into direct uh, experience. On the other hand, <clears throat> if you do find a way to relax into the fact of direct experience, you notice it, notice this constant background and actually foreground fact of the inherent awareness experiencing itself, this, then you get to really enjoy and participate in the, the miraculous event that this is, the wonder that this is, the transcendental, <clears throat> the transcendental event that this is, <coughs> um, which is the goal of yoga. So yoga is not to do yoga. Yoga is to discover that yoga is instinctively in, in already being done and to re recognize what is doing it. At which point you recognize your true self, you recognize your true nature and the nature of actuality itself. One of the essential aspects of unfoldment um, that one encounters as one matures in yoga is um, living in, with the coexistence of multiple contradictory dimensions of experience. Um, within experience, if you assess what it is clearly, you'll notice that there are many different coexistent perspectives um, simultaneously. And these perspectives are often very contradictory. Um, there can be perspectives of, there can be non-spatial perspectives present, there can be spatial perspectives of sensory experience, you know, you're seeing something, at the same time you're, you know, you're, there's some vague feelings of something, or there's other experience occurring within, let's say, frameworks that are not spatial, are not related to the sensory experience simultaneously, not strung together into the same narrative. Um, experience is this way intrinsically. 
and it's contradictory to the ordinary human tendency where we want to collapse it, then we want to have a dominant perspective. We want to know I want to be focused here. I want to, so, so we censor the, um, the aspects of experience, the dimensions of experience that don't seem to be applicable to what our supposed focus is at that time. Or, you know, we're trying to meditate and so we're doing whatever we think that is. And then there's other dimensions floating around and we're tr trying to censor those or repress those or whatever. Um, but as one matures in yoga, one learns to not deal with these different dimensions as if they're mutually exclusive, not try to take sides and choose one dimension over another, but to relax and be open with the coexistence of all of these different dimensions. And one exists in many literal many different dimensions simultaneously, many of, most of which are not particularly spatial, most of which are not oriented to sensory experience, and all of which are quite different from each other in terms of their, their focus or their emphasis or their nature or their dynamism or the nature of what you are in these different dimensions in terms of your, you know, your, let's say your seeming subjective nature or your subjective perspective in these dimensions and so on. Um, so notice, noticing this and learning to relax within this is an essential part of, let's say, the more advanced um, stages of yoga. This is the miracle. This is reality. This, this that is here, I call it radiant presence, but that's just a name. And it is nothing but pure miracle. Nothing whatsoever can be said about it. Everything that we say about it is silly. We're talking about interpretations. We're talking about direct experience. We're talking about, you know, um, all this, all this stuff we're talking about here. It's all complete silliness. A anything whatsoever that we say is not true. The truth is this that is here. That's the only truth. And it has absolutely nothing whatsoever you can say and think about it that is true. It's a, it's a complete miracle. It's completely beyond, utterly, utterly beyond anything that, can be, that makes any sense or can be thought or can be said, can be described. You know, it, it is itself, it is doing itself. You know, it is you, you are this. There's only one, this one fact, this one being that is absolutely concretely present right here, right now. This is the fact, it's the only fact, it's always been the only fact. And all these elaborations that we busy ourselves with, with our mind and our thoughts and our words, are all just silliness. This that is is rich, it's vibrant, it's vital, it's, it's living, it's, it's profound, it's meaningful, it's just amazing. And this is the beginning and the end of it. You know, um, simply don't pretend otherwise, you know, simply, you know, you don't need to, you, you can let go of your arrogance of pretending to have a handle on it, pretending to know anything, pretending to, 
to be anything or, or, or do anything. Just this incredible juicy fat, the fat of this being, is the only fat. It's the soul fat. It is. It's this. It's right here. You don't need to make sense of it because you have it. You are it. Nothing else whatsoever is true. Nothing else whatsoever exists. Yoga is the exploration of your experience in order to investigate what it is, to investigate what reality is. What is this that is here? Now, typically one starts with a powerful sense of normalcy. One starts with a, a, very, a, a very strong default orientation to what one's experience is. It feels very natural and normal and objectively true. And the course of spiritual investigation, spiritual inquiry, um, yoga, is to push that envelope to sort of look beyond one's normalcy, look beyond one's, one's habitual orientation to try to get more, get more of a sense of what else is going on or to see beyond, <clears throat> to see the limitations of that orientation. Now, <clears throat> initially, in terms of uh, investigation, one people usually go into sort of amorphousness, into deep meditation, formlessness, you know, trying to find bliss, trying to find some transcendental vain, vainness or generality, you know, trying to find the, the nirvikalpa samadhi, which is, you know, samadhi meditation without any form. And and if, if uh, as, as yoga progresses, there will probably be some degree of success in that. You you know, you'll have some, you'll have some sort of bliss, some sort of amazing experiences of, wow, this is incredible. Maybe you do some deep meditation or do, you know, become a bliss money and sort of follow, you know, find some amazing teaching and just sort of sit there and get all blissed out about it or whatever. And that's all very, that's fine. That's sort of going in one direction from normalcy, sort of going from normalcy outwards, away from form, away from structure, let's say, relatively. Um, but there's another direction too, uh, the, um, which is the precision, the specific, the absolute detail of sensory experience, the detail of materiality the detail of what we think of as objectively, materially, structurally true. Um, now, interestingly, uh, the interpretive orientation of humans exists between, exists halfway between the, the actual detail of experience and the, the formlessness of experience. It doesn't exist in the detail of experience. It exists removed from that in a sort of an in-between area of fantasy. Um, it's somewhat in touch with both other directions, but it does not actually uh, sit with them as they are. Now, since, since most, since most uh, inquirers 
will already have some familiarity with trying to get out of this and have some, some degree of, of experience or success in that, you know, with meditation or bliss or what have you, drugs, you know, um, whatever sorts of things you, you, you do that really take you, take you out of your normalcy and it seemed to be wonderful. Um, but then the problem with that approach, if you stop with that, is it leaves you with these two poles. You have the pole of your, <clears throat> of your normalcy, which is relatively a problem or stuck or limited or small. And then this other pole of all the wonderful release of the bliss or the transcendental or whatever. So the, the complete yoga, the thorough yoga goes both directions. So you get out of your normalcy by coming, by all means, go explore the transcendental, explore the bliss, explore all the, you know, the wild, formless deliciousness. But then go the other direction. And this is the most powerful leg of yoga. Go very, very, very precisely to the actual um, solidity and um, a concrete nature of your experience. Be very, very precisely with exactly what you're experiencing, with your senses, with your mind, um, what have you. Um, and in, in this, uh, you will find the most powerful release because the, the fantasy, the, the middle round of interpretation, the fantasy of that is that the specifics is the jail, the specifics is the anchor, the anchor, the specifics is what holds you back and you want to get out of that. But that, when you discover that the specifics themselves are actually utterly transcendental, that's when you're gone. That's when there's absolutely nothing left. That's when you're in free fall. Now, um, the trick with the specifics is to disentangle them from interpretation. Um, for example, um, you know, I might ordinarily think, well, I'm sitting here looking at a computer. Um, I'm not looking at a computer. I'm looking at experience that I'm calling a computer. I'm looking at the experience of a computer. There is no computer. The computer is a theory. The experience is the actuality. So there is no computer. There's the experience that I'm calling a computer. There is no hand. There's the experience I'm calling a hand and so on. There's nothing present but experience, and experience, all of it, completely reveals the nature of radiant presence. It's infinity, it's unresolvability, um, it's instantaneous instability, the fact that it, in the instant it's already something else. It has absolutely no duration whatsoever where it actually is the same. It's always different than itself, always spinning off from itself. And like we talked about last time, this continual opening, this continual flow of newness that is just endlessly um, uh, changing. Even if you sit very still and very stably and try to try to have things not change as much as you can, be with not the things, but the experience of the things, be with the, what you're actually experiencing. And you'll see in every precise detail this effervescent, flow, this opening, this changing, this dynamism, and also the, the unresolvability of the unfathomable, you know, richness of information that is present. Um, so going this direction, going to the specifics, 
and finding the nature of radiant presence right there. When you do that, that's that's called Savihalpa Samadhi, which is a samadhi with form. Um, the 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 you know deep profound meditation being with reality as the specifics, as the detail, as the form. So when you have both Nirvikalpa Samadhi and the Savikalpa Samadhi, then you're liberated. Isn't that nice? <laughs> um, so I, uh, uh, I recommend this. And as I say, you know, the spiritual seekers, most, most of us have a, already have done the knee-jerk work with the, getting, trying to get away from things, trying to, you know, trans, transcend everything, trying to, um, you know, find the, that which is beyond, that which leaves everything behind. But, you know, how many, how many people go in to find the doorway that is the detail of the concrete presence of reality? That's a door, too. And that door opens to absolute infinity. This is present right here, just this actuality of your being, the being of your experience, is the totality of reality. The whole thing, the complete show, just this that is right here. <clears throat> this radiant presence. It's very interesting in its nature. It is present, it is actual, it is, um, it is manifest, it is, it is undeniably and self-verifyingly. And yet what it is and the way it is, um, the, this radiant spectrum of qualities that appears, all of these, all the sensory qualities, the sensory information, mental qualities, subtler energy qualities, all of this, um, <clears throat> is very interesting continuum. Uh, it exists as an as a, a, a full spectrum going from absolute delineated form, form, formfulness and specificity of the sensory realm, going up into, going up through, let's say, subtler degrees of, 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 degrees of form um, into mental realms, and then into even subtler degrees of, of form into subtle energy realms and, and even to subtler, subtler energy realms that seem to be virtually nothingness by comparison with the sensory realm. And yet, it's all the same thing, all one continuous spectrum that simply looks the way that it looks depending upon the, the perspective from which it's observed. So if you're, if you're with your sensory experience, you're fully with radiant presence. If you're with your subtler intuitive experience, say you're just feeling the presence of someone you're with, you're feeling their flavor, you're feeling, feeling their aura, their, you know, their, you're drinking their, their, their nature, you know, immediately and amorphously, that's also radiant presence, the same radiant presence, but on a, on a, on a, a subtler portion of the spectrum, a subtler portion of the bandwidth, you might say. Um, but all of this, all of these, vast range of experiential qualities and degrees of form, formfulness and formlessness is all the same thing. It's all one continuous spectrum. It's all the radiance. This, 
the way that presence appears to itself as all of this information, all of this form, all this apparent patterning um, that makes up your, your being, your world, and all of the complexities of manifestation. Um, an interesting aspect of this that is discovered more in yoga and, and for most people less in the course of a normal human uh, consensus reality orientation is that the vast majority of the spectrum of experience of the spectrum of the radiance is amorphous. It is all it's subtle energies and formlessness and um, subtle vibes and so on and so forth. We don't have language to describe these things because of course human language is generated largely to describe sensory, sensory um, orientation to <clears throat> these kinds of patterns. Um, we don't have words for the subtleties uh, in, in English anyway, certainly so much. Maybe in Tibetan there's a little broader lexicon or terms that cover those kinds of things. But um, in yoga, as you become sensitized to taking an inventory of the full range of your experience, you'll discover that the vast majority of it is relatively formless. The, the formal part, the sensory experience is actually relatively small. It's like a, it's like a small bubble, let's say a bubble of light and sound and touch and so on, that's at the bottom of like a balloon that just goes up and up and up and out and out and out of a, of a vast universe of subtler and subtler um, flavors of energy, you might say. All of that is right here, right now. All of that is you. All of that is the manifestation of your being. All of that is the radiant presence. That, that alone is. That is right here. That is what you are. That is what the universe is. That is what reality is. Um, feel the way that this is so. Explore the way that this is so. This is yoga. This is the yoga of radiant presence. <clears throat> the cutting edge of yoga is that there is more to your experience than you're aware of, than you ordinarily recognize. Um, now it's important to know, notice that this more is not in any particular way that you can expect or can anticipate. It may just be some subtlety in something you're experiencing. It may be a whole range of flavors or qualities, sort of extrasensory qualities, vibes or something that you're not used to noticing or recognizing or paying much attention to. It may be in some kinds of meaningfulness that you find in something you see, something that seems to occur. And there's no limit to how much more there is than you are consciously acknowledging. And this, is, this remains the case eternally. Your experience is literally infinite in terms of its range of qualities and its quantity as well. So uh, typically we acknowledge, we, we, we inhabit a very small portion of our experience and sort of set up housekeeping there and that becomes our normalcy. 
but there is so much more in experience that we ordinarily do not identify with, that we do not hold as our normalcy. <clears throat> and discovering and investigating these ranges of experiential quality, these ranges of experiential texture and meaningfulness is what the process of yoga looks like. The slipperiness of experience, this, the fact that what you are, when you are most familiar with what you hold to be most normal is in fact more than that, is in fact the entrance, the entryway, the doorway into newness, the doorway into otherness, into more. You know, you don't need to do extreme experiences. I know it's very fashionable these days to exotic psychedelic drugs and such, which is fine if that's what you're drawn to do, but you don't actually need to do that because normal experience, the, 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 your everyday sitting around going to work, whatever experience, or not going to work, sitting at home and being on the computer <laughs> in these dark ages, <laughs> is, is in fact the doorway to amazing dimensions to amazing undiscovered qualities that your experience intrinsically consists of and, and has always available to you without needing to, you know, uh, push the envelope of exotic behaviors or exotic states of mind. The exotic states of mind are all right here. Any state of mind is completely exotic. Your normal state of mind is completely inconceivable, completely magical, you know, that we can take that we can take a frame of mind as being normal is mind-boggling. Consciousness is here. You know, this is a, an unbelievable miracle. It's like consciousness. What the fuck is that? You know, it's it's mind-blowing. It's and yet we just you know it's like well yeah of course I'm here and I'm yeah, I'm conscious sure kind of <laughs> but you know just to just to let yourself feel and appreciate and then relax into the subtleties of what any experience whatsoever consists of, I guarantee you will be an open, the open doorway into more and other, into newness, into surprising um, range of revelation. And this discovery of the openness, the unresolvability, the infinity of experience is the discovery of reality, the discovery of what this is, that this is boundless, this is limitless, this is not some simple or dull or mechanical um, causal situation. This is a, a literal ongoing miracle, inconceivable. Um, so I invite you to continue to explore it. Um, and especially honor your own revelation, honor your own experience. Don't try to approximate what you read in books or what someone says or what I say or anything else. Be with your own experience and let yourself discover your own strangeness. Let, let yourself discover your own surprisingness. Um, and don't expect it to conform to anything that you may have heard or thought or, or, or read about. Feel this presence of your being 
that is right here. Right there where you are. This this that is. Notice how it's an instant flash, just this moment, just right now, bang. Always just bang, always surprising, always bursting forth, always appearing suddenly, unexpectedly, unpredictably. It's like a flashbulb going off or something. This is now this. And the entirety of your universe is just this, just this apparition, just this presence that is right here, right now. Nothing else can be found. This is the being, this is your being. It's the being of the totality of reality. And it is known, it is felt, it is actual, it is present. It's not a theory, it's not a possibility, it's not an idea. It doesn't need to be believed in or not believed in. In fact, it's entirely unbelievable. What would you believe in? How can you believe being? It simply is. <laughs> feeling this, just feeling this presence, it has an, a flavor, it has an intelligence, it has a richness, it conveys its nature, it conveys its quality not conceptually, but directly and profoundly, simply in feeling it. <clears throat> in feeling this and experiencing the flavor of this, you are drawn into an entirely different way of, an entirely different mode of intelligence, an entirely of intelligence, an entirely different way of knowing that's not based upon concepts or ideas or logical processes. It's a simple richness of, of profundity, of meaningfulness, of intelligence that cannot be verbalized. And yet it is, the, it is the fundamental way in which everything happens. It's the way your body functions. It's the way your cells interact with each other. It's the way you, it's the way you actually know how to speak. I mean, I'm speaking here. I'm not thinking about every word I say before I'm I'm going to say before I say it, it just appears, bang, bang, bang. You know, how does this happen? I move my hand, I don't have, this is an inconceivably complex thing. There's a amount of muscles that are having to move to do that. There's no thought, it's just bang, it's just done instantly in this inherent intelligence, this field of intelligence that this is intrinsically. This is what this is, this is how this functions. This is what you are, it's how you function, you know, but as human beings being immersed in our normal consensus reality, based on concepts, based on ideas, we don't really recognize or acknowledge or settle into this mode of participatory inherent intelligence fully. You know, we, we think in terms of things, me and you and this and that and, and separation and this does this and this interacts with this 
whereas the actuality is this field of intelligence that entirely integrated with itself, entirely is doing itself, and all of reality, all of the present moment just bang, just happens in the instant with perfect coordination, perfect interaction, every atom precisely where it's supposed to be doing just what it's supposed to do. <clears throat> and this is knowable, this is feelable. In fact, you do know it, you've always known it. You know, the only, the only draw, the only difficulty, the only challenge, the only possible impediment is the distraction by the normal human consensus reality mode of thinking that distracts us into thinking of, you know, me, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, what do I want, what are my difficulties, what do I have to do? You know, all this, this normal human chatter about functioning in the world. The world's already functioning. No end. <laughs> My being is the world functioning. This, in this moment, everything is fully functioning. There's no needing to plan it beforehand. You know, I don't need to sort out what's going to happen in five minutes from now. It, it, it takes care of itself. <laughs> everything. <clears throat> what I'm doing, what the world's doing, what the sun's doing, what the galaxies are doing. It's all this incredible an inconceivable, intelligent interaction with itself. And this is the one being, this is the radiant presence that alone exists, that is right here, that's what all of this is. So spirituality, yoga, consists of nothing more than recognizing this truth, which is completely obvious and available, and letting yourself settle into it and discovering the relative inaccuracy of our ordinary conceptual consensus reality way of thinking of all of this and supposing, defining what we are and what this is and how this works. <clears throat> so just this simple, feel this, feel this that is, and let it show you what it is. It, it is plainly revealed, it communicates itself, it is pure intelligence, it's pure meaningfulness, it is not hidden. It shows and explains itself continually, simply in its presence. And this is the yoga of radiant presence. This it is present, your field of experience is the only thing that exists. The thing that seems to exist appears within it. I'm appearing within your field of experience. The sounds I'm making are appearing within your field of experience. Your body is appearing within your field of experience. The room you're in is appearing within your field of experience. The thoughts that may be occurring are appearing within your field of experience. Everything whatsoever appears within your field of experience. It alone exists, nothing other than it can be found. And anything that you seem to find is nothing other than your experience. Um, this field of experience has very interesting properties. I call it radiant presence this field of experience. Um, 
it is one, it is itself, it is exactly it, and it appears infinitely differentiated. An infinite range of colors seem to appear in the field of vision, an infinite range of sounds appear, infinite range of touch textures appear, so on, infinite range of thought, and all of the different sort of textures of experience, there's an infinity of qualities appearing, just incredible differentiation. And if you look at any small portion of that, even that small portion is equally infinitely differentiated, and so on forever. And yet, all this differentiation, it's just one thing. It's just this that is present. It never becomes anything other than this experience, this presence, this present fact of the field that alone exists and contains everything. Um, it has um, uh, many interesting, very interesting properties. Um, one of which is that it seems to, it seems to um, organize itself around focus of attention. And whatever seems to be in the focus of your attention seems very special, it seems very prominent, it seems very rich with qualities and information and very um, solidified and made very real. Whereas what's outside of your focus of attention is less real and more and more closely until you get to the edge of your attention and things are barely, barely there. So whatever you're looking at is front and center, very sharp, and then things over on the edge of your vision are, you know, they're just little ghostly, ghostly echoes. And then you shift your attention and all of a sudden what you were looking at becomes ghostly. I'm talking about vision now, but this applies to any aspect of experience, anywhere within the experiential field, you find the same phenomena of the focus of attention, making something real, making it seem special. Um, and this applies across the board within all of the differentiations of this field of radiant presence, this field of experience. <clears throat> but it never becomes anything other than this. It never becomes anything other than this experience. And the specialness that seems to appear when anything you focus on is the same specialness that appears in a different guise in anything else you focus on. The reality that's, that is very obvious in whatever you're focusing your attention on is the same reality that appears whatever else you focus your attention on. And this is, and then the relative unreality of what you're not focusing your attention on is equally real, it's, it's, it's very present as that, <clears throat> present as being out of focus, present as being less well-defined, present as a certain kind of a vagueness, let's say. Um, and so there's this, there's this very interesting property of the range of qualities that seem to appear in this infinite differentiation within the field of experience. And yet, it never becomes anything else, it never changes, it never it never stops being anything other than just experience. Whatever you're, it seems, to be, seems to be being focused on, it's just experience. And experience is the same thing regardless of what's appearing in it. It has the same qualities, it has the same presence, it has the same intelligence, it has the same richness, 
It has the same profundity. This is self-evident. It is shown immediately in the of its presence. Another aspect of this experience is that it is one thing it is appearing, but experiencing itself. There is no experiencer, there is no experienced, although you're used to thinking of it that way, perhaps, because of the way we use our language. But if you look at experience, you can't find any, anything that's experiencing it. You don't find an experiencer. You can't locate it, you can't find it. It's just, it's just experience that's present. And you can't find an experienced either. There's experience aim. When you try to zero in on what's being experienced, it's elusive, it's strange, it's very subtle, it's constantly changing, it's constantly morphing. It's, it's present with an infinite richness of information that you can't sum up into a single whole or pin it, pin it down exactly. There's too much information. You know, what shape is my face? I can't answer that, it's too complex, it's infinitely complex. The closer I look, the more detail I find and so on. What, what shape is it? What color is it? You know, what does it mean? All of these questions are rich, they're pregnant, they're evocative, but none of them can be answered precisely because of the unresolvability of this, of these qualities that are present in this radiant presence. Um, <clears throat> so please, I invite you to just explore the presence of your own experience. Just be with it, feel it, feel the present, feel the presence of experiencing and let it show you what it is. And you'll just say it's not what you're used to thinking of it as being. And this is the path of yoga and this <clears throat> is the revelation of yoga. <clears throat>